0: everyone, I'm Ray Latif and you're listening to the top podcast for the food and beverage industry, Taste Radio. This episode features an interview with actresses Nina Dobrev and Julianne Huff, who are the co-founders of Fresh Vine Wine, a collection of premium, low-calorie wines. Just a reminder to our listeners, if you like what you hear on Taste Radio, please share the podcast with friends and colleagues, and of course would love it if you could review us on the Apple Podcasts app or your listening platform of choice. They're best known for their work in movies and television, but Nina Dobrev and Julianne Hough have their sights set on being equally recognized in the wine business. Earlier this year, the Best Friends and Entrepreneurs introduced Fresh Vine Wine, which is described as, quote, a collection of wines that embody health, warmth, and a deeper connection to wellness and an active lifestyle. Nina, whose acting credits include roles in the film Sick Girl and TV series The Vampire Diaries, and Julianne, a performer and judge on the reality competition show Dancing with the Stars, an actress in films including Footloose and Rock of Ages, aligned with award-winning Napa Valley winemaker Jamie Whetstone to develop a line of premium, low-calorie wines that did not sacrifice on taste. The collection includes a Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and soon-to-be-launched California Rosé. In the following interview, I spoke with Nina and Julianne about the inspiration behind Fresh Vine Wine, How they educated themselves about the wine business, and how they identified the right partners to develop the company. They also discussed the name and trend centric nature of the brand, why it's positioned to reach a broad set of consumers, and how they incorporate fresh vine wine into their personal social media accounts. Hey, folks, it's Ray with Taste Radio. Right now, I am honored to be on a call with Nina Dobrev and Julianne Huff, the co founders of Fresh Vine Wine. Nina, Julianne, how are you?
1: Hey, we're, we're doing good. good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I know you're quite busy, but from what I have seen on Instagram, it looks like you guys have enjoyed a little bit of relaxation over the past few days, perhaps even though over the past 24 hours. Nina, I saw a pic of you in a hyperbaric chamber <laughs> just about 20 hours ago. Can you drink wine in one of those things?
1: can you versus should you (laughs) different questions i've never done it but now that i think about it it might be the most extreme version of detox while you retox because the whole point (laughs) of a hyperbaric chamber is to to heal faster there's so many like healing properties to it so maybe if you were to drink in the hyperbaric chamber you would just speed up that process. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm going to try that out.
0: It seems like it offsets a little bit. If it's your wine, you're not really retoxing because you guys make a better for you wine, so to speak.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, you know, if you're drinking fresh wine, you're not really feeling those aftermath effects of the hangover, etc. like you usually do. So hopefully, yeah, the, the hyperbaric chamber is not needed.
1: <laughs> Probably why I haven't done it yet.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, I I've been into wine for a long time, and I really appreciate the beverage. And from everyone I've spoken to who is also a wino or a wine enthusiast, it seems like there was an experience or a bottle that really shaped their perspective. Was it the same for you guys?
2: Oh my goodness! I mean, I think years of just traveling and. Being really fortunate to be surrounded by not just the wineries or the experiences, but the people and the education surrounding it, it's such an art form. And to be able to, I don't know, just celebrate art in a way that, and, and a craft in a in a way that we can enjoy life as well as just honor what goes into it. I think that that's just a, a skill in itself. And mm-hmm. so I think just being able to travel around, it, have these experiences and taste these really incredible luxury wines. We wanted to create something that we could emulate that same experience while being accessible to people and also making sure that our values and our holistic approach to life wasn't compromised. So that's kind of the inception of of what happened yeah. all in the the like framework of friendship.
0: Yeah, and you guys have been friends for some time. Uh I'm sure you shared a couple bottles of wine from here to there. Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> well what's interesting to me is that we've seen so many celebrity backed beverage brands come to market specifically in the uh, alcoholic segment and a lot of them are you know sponsorship deals or passion plays but not necessarily really well crafted ideas at least in my opinion And when i saw fresh fine i saw the business plan it seemed to me it was really well conceived and it was something that filled an unmet need in the market which was amazing and we often talk about that on our podcast and everything we do which is when you are coming out with a new brand or a new product how does it really fit into the marketplace what does it do differently than, than what currently exists and so i wonder you know how long has this been in the process of planning how long were you thinking about launching a wine brand
1: maybe what you're picking up on is the authentic aspect to it and the fact that this really is a part of who we are mm-hmm. and that's why we're friends like the only reason julian and i met and and then bonded and stayed together was because we shared the same values and we both really enjoy life and we want to indulge in life and we want to enjoy what life has to offer but then we also don't want to feel guilty about it we still like to be healthy and mm-hmm. holistic and and think about the world in general and the big picture and so this just sort of was birthed from within us and mm-hmm. it was it feels like it's very real and it's 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 a passion play in our case yeah
2: well and i would say too uh, probably a couple of years ago i don't know if it's because you're just getting older or whatever it might be but i remember It was a few years ago, I started drinking wine again, or not again, but I would drink wine and I would start to feel like immediately, just, oh, I I know I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. And so I cut back on my wine drinking and my, you know, intake, and I would order other things to drink, but it, it took away the experience of what I love so much about drinking wine. And so working with Jamie Wetzel, our winemaker, we just were like, we have a great team that first and foremost, like we just need to say that from the beginning, like Nina and I, obviously the visionaries behind the company of like what we wanted to create and produce, but we have an incredible team that understands you know, with Jamie and the actual winemaking in itself, but also, you know, our our business side—they're um, incredible, and they um, it takes a village for sure. Yeah, we, and we can't take
1: all the credit. No, of we course have a not. really amazing team surrounding us, and and it feels like a family, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, and that's like a, the biggest thing that I've noticed is anytime you start a business, like recognize your skill set and where your talent lies, and stay in your lane and allow, you know, everyone else to contribute in, in their talents. And that's where I feel like we've really created something special here. Yeah,
0: for sure. At the same time, it's, it's important to know the business you're in. You may not have to know the minutia of that business, but understand the sort of macro elements of the wine business. How did you teach yourself about wine and winemaking?
1: As we mentioned before, I mean, it definitely has been years in the making. Um, and it started at a young age, maybe before we were supposed to. We've For been... you, I grew up Mormon. So like, I didn't start drinking until I was 21. I'm Bulgarian. I was born in Bulgaria. <laughs> so I have a very European mentality. So my parents definitely were more liberal. Let's put it that way.
0: Does Bulgaria make good wine, by the way? I don't think I've had a Bulgarian wine.
1: Um, I have. We we chose Napa. But there are Bulgarian wines, for sure.
0: (laughs) We chose Napa. That
1: was a very kind way. (laughs) Um, So anyway, what I was trying to just say, though, is that, um, what was I trying to say? I think I forgot the original question.
0: Well, growing up with wine and uh, understanding what you wanted to see out of a wine. But the business of wine itself is something, you know, I, I appreciate wine. I love the nuances of different varietals different growing regions, but I don't understand the business of wine probably as much as I probably should even being immersed in the business of beverage.
1: Okay. Yes. So that was making the joke about how it started, but then I think both of us were really excited by this idea. It was an inception at first and over the process, over meeting Jamie and over visiting Napa multiple times and going to the vineyards, like we've really been learning along the way. It's been a very educational process. And it's been really fun. Like that's my favorite thing about life. And I've always said that even though I went to school and I we went to college and all these things, like you never stop learning. And this has been a new venture for both of us. And it's been really fun to taste and test and discover what we like about wines, what we don't like about. Like, you, it used to be so black and white in the like as I was younger, and as we've gotten older, our palates have definitely matured and and gotten more sophisticated. That's obviously like. Amazing. And what you were just saying
2: and the fact that like, you enjoy wine greatly, but like, why is it important for us to actually create a company and like, what's going to set us apart from it? And I think that the thing that excited me about actually starting this company together is that I love community. I love, I love people. I want to understand their behaviors. I want to know the psychological, like things that are going on, why they want to drink wine, what, what it is that they're drinking it for? Is it to relax? Is it to unwind? Is it to, you know, be energized, whatever it is. And so about the people that are actually drinking the wine that got me really excited, like, how do we, how do we create something that is, is new in this marketplace where it doesn't feel so far away and so inaccessible to people to have an experience like this, but give it to them in a way that they feel it's aspirational that they've just enjoyed and indulged in something that was maybe outside of their uh, range. And then at the same time, have it be accessible to, to everybody. And so again, I keep going back to our team. We, we have an incredible team who've worked in beverage for a really long time. And so we're also learning as we go, what, what the best, like market and the community but it's really about the people and I think that that's what is exciting for us is yes the wine it's in itself the people in itself and then the actual like there's like a third layer to it which I think is like the well the respect the respect of of wine and the winemaking process and the years of family estates etc and you know we understand where these new you know young females coming in being like let's do a wine company you know because we love people and we love experience and friendship but it's political and there's there's things that you you need to understand like we're the new kids on the block so like how do we pay our respect and our dues and make sure that we're doing this in an appropriate way that's honoring what has come before us and at the same time like trying to break through and bring innovation
0: to it? Yeah. That could have been interesting if you named uh, the wine brand New Kids on the Block. I think you probably would have run into some.
2: That would have been a whole other marketplace. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. You talked about your team, you talked about people's being so important. And I would assume that you guys would be able to pick and choose who you would want to be involved in this company. How do you land on Jamie? You know, how did you vet potential partners and potential winemaking partners and decide to partner with him?
2: Human first, energy first. Like, we met with a lot of people. And again, he is just like so down to earth loves music loves the experience has been in napa for a really long time he has respect he has the credibility and he has relationships and they've been there and sturdy for a very long time and you can really tell a lot about a person when you look at the relationships and the longevity that they've had in their community. And Jamie is very well respected. So first and foremost, the impact of the human.
1: Yeah, um, and also just it has to be symbiotic because we need to have that connection. And mm-hmm. we've reached an age where life's way too short to be working with people that we don't want to spend a lot of time with because we really are, really are spending a lot of time oh, with each other. And we want to have fun and make it a good experience. And so we want to surround ourselves with good people on top, like it's talent and energy. And, and mm-hmm. we really just have that connection. And he really is that perfect combination. And he's so passionate; yeah. like it's so exciting, and and we and he's so he's been so patient. He's taught us so much; like it's just been such a yeah. fun experience. To he go sends us this. videos like every day, like
2: at the vineyard, like showing us everything, and we'll get on Facetime. And, um, and he's it's
1: been a little harder with COVID. To yeah, be able to show <laughs> exactly. It.
0: I wonder, being in show business, you all have a BS meter that I'm pretty, I'm sure is pretty well-tuned at this point. And, you know, there's some BS that goes on in the wine business. How, how do you, I guess, determine where the BS is and might land when you're working with partners in this business?
2: That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm huge into the like intuitive, like gut instinct. And We've been around it a lot, where you know people give you a lot of like yeses and enthusiasm with their face and their energy, but But not with their actions. But not with their actions, and it's an it's a hollow experience with them. And so you can just feel it immediately. And when you're really tuned in, and when you have a trust like Nina and I do for each other, it's easy to call out. Mm. And And I think the fact that. That's why we get
1: along so well, too, because we do call each other out on everything. Yeah. And, and also. How so? And we have each other's backs (laughs) also. Like, it's, it's, it's a we've discovered it's been a i mean i'm happy in this uh, partnership. i'm happy in this relationship okay, too. Me too.
2: um no we call <laughs> each other out on everything whether it's through you know friendship relationships whatever it may be or through business and we've had conversations like that and i think you know a lot of people are like don't work with family don't work with friends if you want to continue your relationship but that's just for people who don't know how to communicate mm. and when you have a relationship where communication and like integrity and you know, just trust in each other and want to see the other person grow and that you're going to be in that together. That's the kind of relationship and friendship that I want to invest my time in. Mm -hmm. And so we do that. And we've had multiple conversations through business, through this venture where we've had to be like, Hey, like that wasn't cool. Or like, Hey, let's, how can we make this better? Make this better? Yeah. Um,
1: let's communicate but this I way. I think through those experiences, yeah. that's what, because this isn't the first time even in our friendship we've had that, but those experiences are what make us stronger and make us grow. And and I think that's why we're friends because we can have those tough conversations and be honest with each other and come from a place of love Yeah, and growth. And it's been, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: been nice. Yeah, I mean, co-founders, go through a lot and it's really important to have those open lines of communication. I would think that trying to problem solve within a relationship, within a, a relationship based on friendship and one that's based on business, are, I would think two different things. You almost have to have two different kinds of conversations. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is that the case for you guys or do you approach problem solving in the same way, whether it's friendship or business?
2: I think a couple of things came to mind when you just asked that question. And one of them is... Kind of what I said before, like, know your skill set and we don't have to do everything together. So the things that really inspire Nina and that she's great at, I'm not great at. So like let Nina run with that. And I'm not going to feel like I have to do that or she doesn't feel like I have to do that either. Mm -hmm. And then where
1: I really thrive, like, don't clip my wings, baby, you know? And so it's like... We let each other do our thing and like we're in the process, of course, but we never try to overstep or like suffocate each other with, like, I I know what I'm good at. She knows what she's good at. Yeah. And we both kind of, like... We're good at delegating, which is kind of hard. In the past, I've noticed that, like anything else I've started I'm such a control freak and I think she's such a control freak in her own thing that we were both nervous that in this venture we would try to over like it would, it would but we didn't we both were like yeah. oh yeah you do this you do this okay yeah how do you feel about like we're just really we've, maybe it's an age thing as yeah. we've gotten older we've really learned how to communicate well, with each other I think and- it's
2: also like in your 20s and especially in the industry that we're in we're actors we're entertainers so like we're focusing on us, <laughs> like right. as individuals. And later on in life, like you're especially starting a company that has a product. You're not thinking about yourself anymore. You're thinking about the product. You're thinking about the the people that are going to be experiencing it. You're thinking about how you're contributing to the world. And so There's a new layer of, I think, human development where you start thinking about other people and collaboration is key. And so I think we've hit that point in our lives where it's not about just us anymore. It's about us. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about the product itself and how you communicate uh, the attributes of your products to end consumers You know, I wrote this down and this is how you describe the wine. Wines that embody health, warmth, and a deeper connection to wellness and an active lifestyle. So I mentioned this earlier, is fresh, fine wine a better-for-you wine? I know that's kind of a slippery slope because you're not really supposed to call alcoholic beverages better for you or healthy, but is is that essentially what you're selling?
1: I can only speak from my personal experience and I can tell you that one of the other reasons why we wanted to create this was because I, for a long time, didn't know that my body couldn't handle one because not all wine is gluten-free and not all wine is made through the vegan process. And so it's just like I would do it because I just didn't know. and I didn't feel good. And then eventually once I found out, I stopped drinking it. And we wanted to create a product that literally makes me like I don't feel sick from it. Mm-hmm. And then Julianne's product Julian's experience is a little bit different. And she she's like, No, I actually don't feel hungover because the sugar content, which gives you a headache. It's much lower. Yeah. It's much lower. And so you can drink more of our wine without feeling as I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast.
0: <laughs> sure, go ahead.
1: Shitty. You don't feel as shitty the next day. And we've like we said, we've done a lot of research and we've had a lot of our wine to tell you that like it would take a, a lot to really make a dent and that's why we love it so much because you don't feel you don't feel shitty and you feel
0: great if you if you make a product that makes people feel shitty you're probably not making a very good yeah, product exactly. <laughs> right. you're probably not gonna be very successful go
1: back to your question about healthy like what does health mean to you what does it mean to us like to me healthy means happy am i happy Am I creating a life full of memories with the people I love? And am I choosing consciously what I'm putting in my exactly. body versus
2: not? And I think that with Fresh Vine, we're giving an option for people to make a choice. And one, that they don't feel like they have to sacrifice the premium luxury experience and taste. And I think that that's been the exciting part is we've we've tried other healthy, locale wines and it's like, pff, you know, like this does not taste mm. good. And we've talked to our friends and they've tried them and they're like, oh man, you're doing a low-calorie wine, like good luck with that. Yeah. You know? and, and it was so important for us to make sure that like, we're not just trying to cash out on an idea of low-calorie wine without creating something that is sustainable in the way that people are going to want to continue to back this wine, you know? And I think belief, you know, I think people like want to believe in something and they want to get behind it. Uh, just the same way that they would get behind a Latour, you know, like, it's like, that's my wine because it makes mm-hmm. me feel this way. And it's like, man, if we can create an experience and a, a way for people to have an emotional reaction to our wine, they're going to want to drink this wine more. And so, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. The more we produce, the more people experience and create memories. And so I talk a lot about it, especially thinking of like business. It's like we used to think, you know, physically in times of work back in like, you know, fight or flight mode, like we used our muscles. We're using our brain right now to create business. And I think where we're heading is using our heart and I think when when we think about our heart and how we create impact in business, even through wine, like what is the purpose of drinking wine in general? And it's to bring people together. It's to create memories. It's to have a shared experience. It's also a sensory experience. Mm. When, you, when you breathe in, when you smell, when you taste, when you feel the texture going in, you're actually creating new connectors in your brain. And so... If you can create an experience with sense memory or whatever it may be, you're creating a new memory of experience and joy and happiness. And we just want to put joy and happiness out into the world, especially right now.
0: (laughs) It
1: it needs it big time.
0: (sighs) Yeah. The emotional connection that people feel when they are drinking wine, for me, seems like it's top of the list. It's top of the list in terms of why they're drinking wine. You know There are some key elements to your wine that are different, uh, Nina, as you mentioned, than other wines, gluten-free, low-carb, low-calorie, keto, vegan-friendly. Do any of those terms, those trend terms, I'll call them, rise to the top in terms of importance for your customers? Are they looking for gluten-free wines? Are they looking for keto-friendly wines? Or is it, again, just sort of a holistic approach to, here's what we are, or just essentially a better-for-you wine that everyone can enjoy?
1: I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, I think it's all of the above. I mean, we this is what we believe in. So it's enough, It's it's what we wanted to put out because that's what we want. And hopefully there will be a marketplace that also needs and wants that. And if they respond to that, but it had to be authentic to us. And the reason why we created this is because we feel like there's a gap in the market. And there's people like us out there that want to experience this as well.
2: And I think like price point range too, you know, like people go and they look up wines and they see a price point. And what's also different about this price point, even though there's a, you know, $21 bottle of wine, there's a hundred of them. So mm-hmm. what makes things mm-hmm. different? And to to actually put it out there, I think that's the big difference is a lot of wine companies in the past didn't want to put out that they were, if they were vegan or whatever, it it just didn't matter, but it matters to people now because they're more conscious of what they're, of longevity of their life. And so I think people are, are looking for, and whether it's a trend or a fad or whatever, like we just want to be transparent with what it is. And if that fits your lifestyle, like we've got it. And if, it, if you're not vegan, but for some reason in your head, you feel like maybe this makes me feel like a better person, oh <laughs> I'm going to drink this wine. So mm. I think we're just being transparent about what it is. And because we believe in it, you know, we actively try to make that be the case.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in the food and beverage industry, not everyone who is buying vegan products or gluten-free products are embracing those lifestyles 100%, they, as you mentioned, are trying to, you know, impart a healthier way of eating into their life. The other part of your brand that really stuck with me in terms of how you describe it is the word fresh. Obviously, it's in the name, it's the name of your brand. And I really like it. I wonder how many people might find it a little counterintuitive in that wine is often aged. Almost all wine is Aged.
1: (laughs) Um, Aged.
0: When you were deciding on the name of the brand, did that issue come up?
1: Do you remember earlier in the interview we talked about new kids on the block?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we're yes. fresh,
2: baby. Okay. No, <laughs> yeah, I think I think fresh in the way. I I. By the way, as you were asking the question, I was like, I know we're gonna get to this place of like, but aged doesn't necessarily feel fresh. But I I look at it different. Like I I see aged or you know an elderly woman or whatever like they can still be fresh you know what I mean like age is just a number and it's yes it's aging in the barrel or in the the steel you know barrel whatever it is but there's there's a quality of it that makes you feel clean that makes you feel fresh that makes you feel like when it goes into my body I feel bright or I feel full or whatever it is that you describe fresh to be for you. When you think of fresh, obviously it is what it is. But when you think of wine, like, again, it's like energy behind it. It's like we want people to feel alive when they drink our right. wine. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how old the wine is. Like, you're you're going to be alive by drinking this you're gonna yeah, feel it's, it's good. more of
1: a lifestyle choice and it's more of the way you'll feel after drinking the wine instead of feeling down and, and bogged down and heavy you're gonna feel fresh because you're not gonna feel to paraphrase myself
0: Shitty.
1: <laughs> that's just my runner. I'm gonna keep going with
0: it. <laughs> I hate. I, I think it's a great tagline. Uh, drink this wine, you won't feel shitty like you would with other wines. I yeah, think that's totally fine. He, he you know, get
1: me. He gets Straightforward.
0: Me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the name, based on what you guys were just talking about, seems to be more representative of the person who's drinking the wine yeah. than the wine necessarily itself. So, who is this product for? Is it for wine drinkers like yourselves? You see an audience that expand over time or are you looking at a certain type of consumer at this point?
1: That's the thing. Um, And we've done a lot of taste testing and we've been doing a lot of market research before, before we like launched officially. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We, we, we put it out there to, because we didn't want anyone to know it was our, our brand. We wanted to actually get real feedback. And that was what was so interesting is that it wasn't just one specific. I mean, there's the obvious, there's the people like us that want to be healthy and want to uh, be able to work out and enjoy their life. So that that sort of like fit community is a given, but we've had wine snobs taste our wine <laughs> and not know that it has the low calorie and the sugar the lower sugar and the no additive They've been, we've gotten Had very, very surprised by yeah, it. Yeah, very, very positive feedback from older, younger, sort of like a wide net. And that's what was so exciting to us. And that's why we feel like we're onto something really special and, and why it confirms that our passion and our excitement for this new venture is valid. And it keeps giving us this extra, this extra wind and excitement. to Yeah. Keep going. And
2: I think it's, it's not so much about demographic. I think it's more psychographic and like, who is this person in their life? And are they, are they making these choices for them either individually or as like distribution goes, obviously, like we want people who are, you know, we want to be in Whole Foods. We want to be in Kroger. We want to be in, you know, the, the, accessible place where people are picking up a bottle of wine and they're going to see their friends. They're going to go do this. And then we, you know, we also have plans because of the healthy fit nature of what this wine represents to, I don't know if we're allowed to say, it. I think we are, but like to, to go into stadiums and to work with you know, sports teams and you know, what is the the customer that's coming, a customer, I hate that word, uh, what is our guest um coming to do to, <laughs> when they come and watch sports and enjoy themselves? And while they're watching, you know, this like healthy, active thing, like instead of pounding down something that's just gonna be awful, like why not have something that represents what they're also experiencing with their eyes with their own experience that way. So I think for our consumer, we do have plans to grow in like where we're heading all the while, like, you know, just really, again, focusing on the people and their beliefs versus and their bank accounts, to be honest, you know, like we want to make sure that people can, you know, afford this and that it's not just going to be like a luxury thing that they're going to like hold on to for the next, you know, 10 years, but something that it's a regular and it's a familiar product that they can always go to.
0: Julian, you mentioned accessibility. And one of the things that surprised me when I started learning more about Fresh Vine was the price point. Mm -hmm. I was expecting as a low calorie, low carb wine brand, a sort of, uh, you know, a price point that was within the $10 to $15 range. And a number of your wines are significantly more expensive than that significantly $6, $7, $10, et cetera. Which puts it in a slightly different tier for wine. How did you think about price point? Were you looking for just the best product that you could put out there and that's the price it is? Or was it a little bit more of, hey, you know, we think that accessibility is this price point that we're currently at?
1: I just want to confirm you have tried
0: our ramp, right? Of course, yes.
1: Okay, oh, okay, good, 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 Because we had it right here. I was about to be like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a difference from our experience and what we've tried in that category and what our wine tastes like that feels like it warrants a higher price point because there's like a, a fullness and we don't jeopardize any of that premium experience for the lower carb keto, like all the all the benefits like it, it, it doesn't feel like it's in the same league to us we're obviously biased but yeah. that's our experience right. and i
2: and i also think like just cost wise for the production of the wine to have it be at the the level that we would otherwise not approve you know like we obviously it is in a more expensive tier than some other low calorie but that's what sets us apart is that it's accessible and aspirational at the same time Mm. because you realize when you taste our wine that it tastes luxury it tastes premium and like you would never know and so i think people would and are as we've seen um willing to pay a few dollars more to have that experience and also feel good at the end of the day so it's very specific of what that price point is and it was a clear decision of why we did that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Nina by research, the research I did was the uh the research prior to tasting the product. So again, you know, comparing Fresh Vine to other brands that are out there, you do make an excellent product. Uh your Pinot in particular I really enjoyed and I feel like again, if I didn't know that you were marketing a low calorie, low carb, you know, gluten-friendly wine, I would just be like, "Hey, I mean, you know, I like this on its own. I don't have to really make that determination or make that decision about why I'm drinking it. I'm just enjoying it, period. That being said, with the quality of the wine, with the better for you aspect of it, with that great labels design, the package design is outstanding, by the way, you know, in my opinion as well, it feels like the brand could get off the ground and grow pretty well without celebrity involvement, without a lot of push on your end. That being said, what do you see as your the most effective way that you can impart your quote unquote celebrity into promoting this brand?
2: Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much. That is the greatest compliment we could ever receive. Anytime you start a company, the product has to speak for itself. The added benefit of having a celebrity behind it is for marketing, really, at the end of the day, but like the product should speak for itself and- that is the greatest compliment. So thank you so much for saying that. And as for what we can do to back it is just our belief in our story, you know, and, and the fact that we have shared many glasses of wine through heartbreak, through experience, through laughter, laughter, through love, love, celebration, everything. And, you know, that's, that's at the center of, of our friendship. And like, or our friendship is at the center of our wine. It's interchangeable, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's really storytelling. It's, it's, it's who we are and why we believe in the product.
0: Do you have to be really prescriptive and, and somewhat cautious about how you incorporate Fresh Vine into your social platforms like Instagram? Because I see the brand quite a bit in both of your uh, accounts. And I wonder is the way that you describe and is the way that you talk about how you consume the wine and what types of settings, is that something that is just, Hey, we're going to do this on our own, or do you have a social team that really helps you to craft stories that are going to resonate with potential consumers?
2: For our personal social media, we both do our personal. Yeah, we just Um, do our own. We do have somebody that helps us with Fresh Vine. And I think it's more just having a regular template of, of other, um, someone to manage and, and, and help us respond.
1: But I've I we been very, very hands-on, very in, hands-on. That, in that department. Like yeah. we've been around from the inception of social media. And it, I mean, I, you can feel it when someone's just selling you something or if it's actually For sure. or if it's coming you. from you. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's like we've said, the reason why we did all this is because we're doing this anyway. Whether there was a camera in front of us, we were drinking the wine behind the scenes or in front of the <laughs> scenes. So we were like, let's just put it out there. Like, we're really, really fucking excited about this. It's just something that we're passionate about. And and so it just, it's easy and it's fun. And like our work day to create the content with the photos of the wine that we've been posting was just us hanging out at our house with like a photographer and friends yeah. and other people that we love spending time with. And we were actually drinking. And so the, the laughter is genuine in the photos. And well, even like, and we're just, I'm going to talk like, you know, it's, it's candid moments and candid life experiences yeah. and shared experiences. And so it's just, it's, it's a true representation of who we are and it feels authentic.
0: It doesn't look like you have a social media manager.
1: Good, because we're um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sort of uh, overseeing how you curate your timelines, and and I, I feel like authentic is a fair word. It feels like it's um, it's a natural incorporation into your lives. I wonder if that you know might drive your attorneys crazy because you know you might say something in a caption or take a picture of something that they're like, oh, you can't do that. You know, especially when it comes to alcohol. Um, has that
1: come up yet we've been briefed on what the the rules are and we have to like there's a in the captions if you'll notice you'll see like that it says for 21 or over and right guidelines like we've been briefed for sure (laughs) yeah like you don't like when you're coming from a personal place you don't know but from the company it has to be positioned in a different way yeah
0: yeah Julianne, you were about to say something. You you were about to say, you know, I'll say this about how we craft our social media.
2: I was also going to just say, you know, like I think again, from like a trust perspective, it's like Nina and I, we have actually very different approaches for our own personal social, social media. Like I think a lot of people get different things from us and I'll just speak on my side. Like I'm very open about like, mental health and, you know, being healthy and active as well as like feeling your emotions. And like, I'm very like that, like spiritual woo woo hippity-dippity person. Right. So like, (laughs) it's, it's so, it's so me, but it's also like, I, I don't have a big filter when it comes to that kind of stuff. So when it comes to posting about wine, like, it could feel like, wait, but you're promoting like healthy lifestyle, but because I'm so honest and people know, like it's a, it's about balance. It's about certain things. Like there's a trust because there's never been a front. There's never been a filter of, I have to be this and portray myself this way. And I feel the same way with Nina. Like you get what you see. And, and with our wine, like we want the same thing. Like You don't have to be one person or one version of yourself, just a part of you. You're all the things. And so, you know, being open and expressive about those things, I think is really important. And because of that, we've been able to have a trust where it doesn't feel like, oh, you're promoting this, but you're also this. And and so I think, again, like I said, I'll just speak for me because that's definitely what I promote heavily as far as lifestyle goes and what I believe in. And it feels authentic because I still I still drink wine as well as meditate, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, social media has, you know, opened the door to direct communication with your fans and with your consumers. And it's one way to sort of talk to them about the product. As the world reopens and opens up, uh, you know, in certain places, I wonder if you'll have more direct communication with uh, consumers via tasting events or a wine room, a tasting room. You know, is that all in play in 2021 and beyond?
1: I hope so. Sooner rather than later, it'd be nice to get out and, <laughs> in front of a screen. No,
2: yeah, we, uh-huh. we definitely have plans for that.
1: I mean, yeah. even with
2: the launch of our rosé coming out, you know, we we were even trying to figure out a way to do something small and obviously socially distanced and still safe.
1: But soon, very soon, yeah. So that, that's we hope that it. pans out. And now that everyone's getting vaccinated, I can feel energy as though things are starting to open up again, yeah. which I'm really excited about, and have a little bit of anxiety about. But that's why that's where the wine helps <laughs> <to> sit out. <laughs> yeah, helps you feel a little less anxious in those yeah scenarios.
0: <laughs> it feels like there's a real opportunity. Now, with so many people focused on health or better for you consumption to reach those consumers, I mean, if you just look at um, the rise of hard seltzers, people are drinking so many of those. Why? Because they are low calorie, they are low carb, and it's just a good alternative to not feeling the heaviness of cocktails or beer, etc. cetera. I mean, is that something you're actively taking a look at at this point is holistically, what does this market look like and how do we fit into it? or is it very much at this point still, let's focus on wine drinkers and ones that, you know, we can reach via our communication and our positioning, because it seems like there's a lot of ways you can go. So I guess the the question in a nutshell is, do you care about hard seltzer drinkers at this point? Do you care about cocktail drinkers at this point? Or is it once again, you know, sort of staying in your lane and that, you know, for that wine consumer?
1: At this moment in time, we we care about I mean we care about everyone we don't not like anyone but (laughs) our focus is our wine and our consumer and whoever would be interested in ours we're not looking to convert the heavy ginners or the Mm tequilas into if they if they have an interest in trying something great then great if they don't then they don't and I think you can take especially when our rosé comes out which I'm so excited because it's so good I think it's my, my new favorite. Yeah. That one would be the best like bridge and summer sort of summer cocktail. And you can bring that to the beach and you can bring that to a friend's baby shower. There's just so many, like, there's no occasion that a rosé is not appropriate for, in my opinion. So I'm excited about that.
0: Well, I agree. Rosé all day, rosé any time of the year. It's uh it's a very, very refreshing and it's a fun beverage. It's just like, yeah. you don't really have to think about it I too like much. Her. It's just like, so, I'm just enjoying this. Exactly. It doesn't have to be any food. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really hope to uh, try your rosé in the near future whenever it comes out. And it would be great to share a glass with you at some point. Hopefully there is a tasting room yeah. impending in Napa that we, that we can come and visit.
2: We went that.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you both so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to share this with our audience. I have a feeling they're going to really love it.
1: Oh, of course. Thank you so much for thank asking you. thoughtful and wonderful questions. It's been a pleasure. Ho- hopefully we get to do this in person at some point soon. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. I would love to do that. Uh, and thank you for creating Fresh Fine Wine. It's uh, It's a really great brand you guys have come up with. Thank,
1: thank you, you so much. Have a beautiful
2: day and thank you for having us.
0: You too. Thank you.
2: Bye guys.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening and thanks to our guests Nina Dobrev and Julianne Huff. As always for questions, comments, ideas for future podcasts please send us an email to ask at tasteradio.com. On behalf of the entire Taste Radio team thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.